Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk all about Winter is Coming, AEW Dynamite, that amazing one-hour draw between your AEW world champion, Adam Hangman Page, and who I believe is the 2021 Wrestler of the Year, Brian Danison, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. That one-hour time limit draw that started the show off last night between Hangman Page, your AEW world champion, and Brian Danielson. And you talk about pro wrestling being an art, and I totally agree with you. And that was two artists in the ring last night. First of all, to me, that's a coming-out party for Hangman Page. Like, you're in there with Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson is a... Living legend. Brian Danielson is somebody, when you look at pro wrestling over the last 20 years, he's at the top of the list. And he won that crowd over. That crowd was firmly behind Hangman Page last night. That You and I did a show recently, Bully, about can Hangman Page be that guy? And I know for myself, I had my doubts. But, but Bully, you couldn't tell that to the you know sold-out crowd for AEW Dynamite last night. I think the props to pay to Hangman tonight, today, is the fact that he was able to keep up with Danielson. And I could just hear the AEW fans now. Ah, what is Billy talking about? Brian Danielson has what's called the Phantom Gear. The Phantom Gear was invented by Kurt Angle. It's this sixth gear that very, very, very few have. It's the ability to go deep into a match where most guys are blown to the gills and then go faster, go smarter, go harder, go everything. And Danielson has it. There were times in that match where I saw a hangman, he needed to take an extra breath, which is totally fine. 
He's in deep water with Danielson once you get past that half hour mark. And now you got another half hour to go. If you're not used to that, it's brutal. Brutal. It's brutal on the mind first because you know you're, you know you're breathing heavy. And I'm not saying that Hangman was breathing heavy. I'm just saying he needed to get a breath. And you looked at Danielson and he looked fresh as a daisy. Danielson, smart worker, allows Hangman to get that breath, takes him, boom, hits that next gear. And allowing Hangman to take that next breath, that extra breath, allows Hangman to hang with him in that next gear. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's it's kind of like Ric Flair, right? I remember Ric Flair talking about, because Ric Flair made his career with one hour, with one hour matches. And, you know, he, there's always the, there's always the Terry Taylor story where he showed up at the Superdome, hung over, you know, 20 minutes before the, hey, let me take a quick little nap, give me a cup of coffee. Then he went out there fresh as a daisy, and then, you know, 35 minutes in the match, Terry Taylor's like, please, let's end this, let's take this home. But Ric Flair's like, no, no, we're going an hour. Like, it takes a certain type of wrestler to be able to hang with somebody like a Ric Flair or right now, somebody like a Brian Danielson. At that time, what type of physical condition was Terry Taylor in? He was in very good condition. Very good Top condition. notch. Yes. Looked great, young, great conditioning. 35 in, and he's begging. Please go home. Please go home. Please go home. Nope. We're going 60. Fans might not be able to fathom what it feels like to be out there that long to have to put the physical and the mental all together because a lot of times the mental will blow you up first. Not necessarily knowing where you are in the match. Maybe the communication has broken down. Maybe you can't remember if you've predetermined everything. Once the mind goes in the match, you're done. Mentally blowing up is considerably worse than physically blowing up. When you're physically blown up, all your opponent needs to do is take a step back, maybe put you in a rear chin lock, yada, yada, let you get your wind underneath you, and then, all right, brother, right back on track. When you're mentally gone, everything goes black. You forget everything, and now nerves kick in. And once those nerves kick in, it'll speed up your heart rate. So the mental affects the physical, and then you're blown to shreds. Last night, first of all, I know about Danielson's next gear. Now I see the next gear, and now I see the smart worker kick it down a gear so Hangman can get a blow and kick it up a gear. That's working together. And Hangman never seemed like he did not belong. If Hangman had to keep Daniel, Brian Danielson's pace for an hour, would, do you think he could have done it last night? Or do you think we would have saw some, a little bit of cracks? We probably would have saw a couple of cracks. I don't think he's ever been in that situation before, Bully. Exactly. And if you've never been in the situation and it's your first time in the situation and it's on national television and all eyes are on you, it's going to be a bit nerve-wracking. Anybody and everybody has that moment. So I, I, re- I really thought those guys worked well together. 
questionable moments in the match with questionable moves and questionable kickouts. Um, I loved what did Hangman do to the floor where he caught the edge of the table? Was it a yeah. was it a shooting star or was it a, just a splash or whatever he did? Some kind of jump from the top rope to the floor. He missed Daniel Bryan and he hit the table. And what I loved about this, and they went to picture in picture right after this happened, which I thought was uh, not the greatest call. Uh, not the greatest yeah. call, but yeah, but whatever. And, and really quick, really quick, just on that, a lot of people frustrated about the commercials. They went like 20 plus minutes with no commercials, but when you have an hour long match, you're going to have commercials. So I don't know if there was any time in that match where you wouldn't have been frustrated by the commercials, but business needed to be done. But go ahead, Bully. Sorry. And I'm sure with an hour long match, you got to kind of call the commercials on the fly. You don't, they don't have break spots or, or definitive break spots like the WWE. I mean, they might, if it's a one commercial match. But when they had that many commercials in one hour, they just got to take those breaks when they take them. The spot to the floor, not the best time to go to picture-in-picture, picture, but thank God they do have picture-in-picture. Picture, otherwise, you don't see a damn thing. Yeah. Anyway, what I loved about that moment in time was that after Hangman misses, what's the first thing you saw Danielson do? Uh, did he go outside the ring as well? He, he was he outside, was outside but what he... He grabs Hangman, and he tries to drag him back into the ring. Yes. Also, Why? too, because, I mean, he he's, he's trying to win the title. Uh, Hangman, you can't win the title if he's outside the ring. So, and this is where, again, we're, we're going to get into Brian Danielson a lot. There was that moment where he's trying to get Hangman back into the ring. The simple thing. But also a time, too, where he... He rolled into the ring to break the count. It's those small things that a veteran like Brian Danielson knows about that means so much when you're caught into the story of a match. One of the things that has impressed me about Danielson since he's been back in AEW is that he has not fallen into or has not allowed himself to stay in the WWE mentality of working a match. He spent a long time there. It would have been very easy for him to stay in that realm, zone, mentality. He is keeping the fundamentals or some of the fundamentals of what he's learned about psychology in the WWE He's applying them. Did he apply it with the Tombstone pile driver? Absolutely not. He took the fundamentals, threw them right out the freaking door. Not, not the smartest of moves, but I've already pointed that out. He's taken some of the fundamentals that he's learned and he's applying it to the AEW style of match and what the people want to see. Old school rules, new school tools. And, and the credibility. There was one point in the match where Hangman Adam, like Brian Danielson is on his back uh, Hangman does like the moonsault onto Danielson and misses. Obviously going to knock the wind out of you. Right away, Brian Danielson went for the cover. Hangman Page was able to kick out at two. But what does Brian Danielson do? Go right after the gut. Boom, knees, knees to the stomach, then punches to the stomach because you just knocked the wind out of the guy. So you're not going to do some kind of fancy move. After. No, you're trying to win the match. He's blown up. He just not got the wind knocked out of him. So what are you going to do? You're going to go after that stomach. You're going to go. And I thought a tremendous job by Brian Danielson with that last night. Watching 
Brian Danielson in the ring last night reminded me of Brian Danielson in Ring of Honor. Very physical style. Um, that kind of style that I remember seeing Roderick Strong always work. Just very snug, borderline stiff, stiff in a good way, very aggressive, laying your shit in, and he can take it too. Danielson does not shy away from the physicality. You can chop him to death. Um, and Hangman hung with everything. Yep. They 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 both dished it out and they both took it. it. Listen, can I put it under a microscope and point out all of the little mistakes? Absolutely. Some mistakes, in my eyes, were significant. But they went an hour on television and the most important part is the AEW fans loved the match. It's, I'd be a schmuck to sit here and tell you, well, this was wrong and this was wrong and this was wrong and not pay attention to what the audience was doing. Kiss was told that everything that they were doing as of 1974 would not work and they should hang up their stupid costumes and put their stupid makeup away. How'd it work out for them? They're in the Hall of Fame and they sold millions millions of copies of records and they told a great story last night. But, Bully, about that physicality, for you, were you able to, you know, to take it to another gear when a match got physical? Did you need things to get physical to get through a match like the one that we saw last night? Did I need it? No, but most many people asked me to get physical with them. Uh, Tommy sometimes just had... Tommy would go out there and he would have almost no fire sometimes. And I, and I would just put him in a corner and I'd smack him in his face as hard as I could. And then Tommy would light up like the 4th of July. Uh, there's one story that when Chris Benoit was gone for a year... Remember when he went out with the neck injury? He yep. did the diving headbutt in TLC3 through the table. He had the neck thing. He was out for a year. When Benoit came back, his first matches were tagging with Eddie Guerrero. And it was Benoit and Guerrero versus Bubba and Spike. And Dave, Chris Benoit pulled me on the side in the locker room before his, one of his first matches back. And he says, Bubba, please beat the shit out of me out there tonight. And I was like, what? He's like, I need you to chop me. I need you to light me up. Please take it to me. I said, sure, Chris, no problem. But why? He goes, I need, I need something woken up inside of me. Okay, no problem. I'll bring it. And there have been other guys, you know, who have said that. Hey, come on, do me a favor. You know, lay it in. Yeah, no problem. What I would do is if I felt guys weren't bringing it enough to me, I'd feed my head to them. So if a guy's throwing a punch or he's throwing a forearm at me, right, and I felt like it wasn't there enough, I would cut down on the angle and I'd feed my head into their fists or I'd feed my head into their forearms so they were connecting with me. And then I'd, for, I'd, I'd grab, them by the, grab them by the trunks and I'd pull them in and I'd tell them, good, keep bringing it, let's go. Sometimes I'd even say something to them to make them mad. Just to fire them up. Knowing that it's all business. 
You take nothing personal in the ring unless you believe somebody did something to you on purpose, which I don't think has ever really happened to me. But yes, I do appreciate the physicality. Safe physicality. Safe snug. Safe stiff. You know, when you're, when you're broken in in this business, Dave, you break your whole body down to become one giant callus, impervious to pain. Now, if anybody gets hit on the button of the jaw or kicked in the nuts, you're going to go down no matter how tough you are. But every other part of your body, don't matter. That's why you can't really hurt a pro wrestler. You get into a street fight with a pro wrestler, you get into a bar fight with a pro wrestler, be concerned. Be very concerned because there's not much you can do to them that's going to really hurt them. Hey, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I was thinking about it long and hard, especially after that match last night. And, and I've said this on Busted Open throughout, but here we are getting near the end of the year. And we could talk about the the wrestler of 2000, 
and 21. And most people will say Roman Reigns. Some people might say a Kenny Omega. To me, when you look at what he has been able to do in the ring, without a doubt for me, the wrestler of 2021 is Brian Danielson. And you can look at the match with Kenny Omega. You can look at the match from last night. You can look at the main event match that he had at this past year's WrestleMania bully. I mean, I I really, Brian Danderson's in my top 10 all time. So I don't care. And I, you know what? If it, in that match with, with Triple H at WrestleMania 30, he was the ultimate underdog. The whole storyline was he was a B player. And he was a guy who was the underdog. He went against the odds. And he beat Triple H. And then he beat Batista. To, to, be, to have that ultimate WrestleMania moment at WrestleMania 30. But he did something, Bully, that we don't see anymore in wrestling. He forced Vince McMahon's hand into making him have that moment at WrestleMania 30 because every single fan was behind him. Man, you tell me what other babyface has been able to do that in the last 20 years. What he was able to do leading into WrestleMania 30. And that match last night, he's a heel. We saw him do some of the most entertaining heel work in the WWE with the whole earthy thing and the belt and all that stuff, the the um, environmental-friendly championship title that he had. And last night, when he came out last night, most fans were cheering for him. By the end of that match, everybody was booing him and cheering Hangman Page. I, to me, he's next level. And he's not a good hand. He's not very good. He's great. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's in my top 10 all-time ever in pro wrestling, my opinion. Here's what I want to get back to. I, and I respect your opinion, and I agree with most things that you're saying. <clears throat> I said that if I had a dollar and I had to spend money to watch a match, I'd spend it on Danielson before I spent it on Omega. You agreed. You were shaking your head yes, and yes. you said yes. Yes. I know my reasons why. Why would you spend your money on Danielson before Omega? Uh, there, there's more than just one reason. First of all, I think he's highly entertaining. I think he can play a character better than just about anybody right now in pro wrestling. And then you talk to me about, I'm a pure pro wrestling fan. There's not many people that can do it better than a Brian Danielson. And there's not many people that can get you as emotionally invested in a match, whether it's to love him or to hate him than Brian Danielson is right now. Like Ric Flair brought up Ricky Steamboat, right? What is the one, what is the one thing that people say as a negative about Ricky Steamboat? He was only able to be a babyface. He could never play the heel character. Now, I don't see that so much as a negative. To me, that's that's not a negative because he's an ultimate babyface. I I gotta admit, Brian Danielson is up there with a Ricky Steamboat, whether it's in the ring or get the emotional investment or cheering for him, like we did going into WrestleMania 30. But bully, let me just throw this out there since we're on the conversation, okay? In AEW, who would you pay to see more? Like you said, Kenny Omega or 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 Brian Danielson? Danielson. Um, 
Adam Cole or Brian Danielson? It's a rough one for me. I like Cole. It's a that one's tough. I'm gonna say Danielson. Okay. CM Punk or Brian Danielson? Right now it's definitely Danielson. Okay. In the WWE, AJ Styles or Brian Danielson? I have too much emotion tied to this answer, so AJ Styles. Okay. Drew McIntyre or Brian Danielson? I'm going to go with Drew because he's a working big man, which I don't Uh, get a lot of these days. Seth Rollins or Brian Danielson? Man, these are like 51-49 decisions. It's, it's, they're tough ones. They're tough. That's why I'm throwing them out there. Seth. Okay. Uh, for me, personally, I think I'm going with Brian Danielson on all the wrestlers that I just met. That's not taking anything away from a Drew McIntyre. Because like you said, it's, it's 51-49, but I think I'm going with Brian Danielson. You see, the reason I give Danielson the nod over all of those AEW guys, well, the first AEW guy you said was, whatever it was, Danielson understands psychology. The WWE, the psychology that you learn in the WWE is the correct pro wrestling psychology or the most correct that exists on the planet right now. Nobody can, no, nobody can speak differently about that. If you try to say that the AEW psychology is is better, smarter, whatever than WWE psychology, you're wrong. You're just flout out wrong. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about, whether you're a fan or one of the boys. Danielson gets the nod over the AEW guys because he understands the WWE psychology. So he can take what's right. He can morph it into an AEW match. Punk right now being away from seven year for seven years doesn't have the mm-hmm. gears that Danielson has. He just doesn't. That's not taking anything away from Punk. It just is what it is. He'll probably need a good year under his belt of match after match after match to get back to where he was. If he if he truly has the desire to do that. And honestly, I don't need to see Punk wrestle that much. Punk is a talker. Punk is a storyteller. If Punk wants to be the Terry Funk of AEW, all you got to do is walk it and talk it and fight and have one or two fights to blow it off. Up against the WWE talent, Seth, and his, Seth is an exceptional worker with and, and understands psychology. AJ, the same thing. So it's really... 5149 on these things. I'm enjoying Danielson more in AEW than I did in the WWE. Because I get a little bit of that indie flavor. A little bit of that ROH flavor. I'm getting the foundations of what I'm getting. I'm getting right now in AEW. I get the ring of honor version of Danielson. When it comes to physicality and intensity, 
with the maturity of working in the WWE for as long as he has and the, and, and the, the understanding of psychology. And now you bring that together and you're getting what you get now. And you saw it last night in that hour-long match. I've never been in the ring with Dan. At least I don't, re, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been in the ring with him. That's why I got to give the edge to AJ because I know what AJ is capable of. And, I, and I've seen AJ grow right in front of my eyes and mature right in front of my eyes. And I know how his brain works now. So I'm just going to give the tiny edge. But like I said, these are 51-49 decisions. It's, it's a difficult question to ask. And listen, everybody has their own criteria of, you know, why they want to pay money to see a match or what wrestlers they like and everything else. For my criteria as, you know, in-ring workability, uh, emotional uh, ties, you know, Here's a guy that we lost. You talk about a CM Punk being gone for seven years. We thought we lost Brian Danielson forever. We never thought he would be able to come back, and he was able to come back. And then look what he's doing here in AEW. It's like a Jericho. Like Jericho is all was so many years under that WWE umbrella, but some of the best work that he gave us was in New Japan and AEW at the latter half of his career. Who are you paying to see, Jericho or Danielson? Wow, that's a great question. It's a fucking great question. Take your hand away from your mouth. Bad radio. Because I'm actually, because I'm thinking. You got me. You're pondering. You're yeah, pondering. I'm pondering. Nah, to me, it's Jericho. Because now you're incorporating a, a, a wealth of entertainment value that despite the fact we've seen Danielson be entertaining, he's not Jericho level entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably have to give the edge to Jericho uh, as well, but it's but it's close, bully. It's close, and Jericho's another one because of what is he was able to do after the WWE is why he's another one that's going to be you know near the top of my list when I look at the best of all time, because in the WWE with with Daniel Bryan, you're right, he reached the top of the mountain with that WrestleMania 30 moment. And after that WrestleMania 30 moment bully, they didn't know what to do with him. If you remember, they put him in a feud with Kane after that WrestleMania 30 moment that didn't really go anywhere. And then he had the injuries and then he was gone. But after that moment at WrestleMania 30, he accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish in the WWE. But he's a guy that really appreciates the, the fundamentals of pro wrestling. And I'm so glad that he has this second opportunity that he has in his career with AEW. Cause I think we're seeing some of the best matches he's ever had because of, because of his ties now with this, AEW. This, this goes back to what I was talking about with Daniel Shin should be the match guy and punk should be the storyteller. Do you think you could have seen punk go one hour? Not, not right now, no. This is why Punk should not be wrestling all the time. This is why Danielson is the workhorse. He really is. And I think he... I don't know. Did he, did he have some comments recently about not wanting to wrestle as many matches or whatever? Well, don't go out there and have those hour-long matches that you had last night because now I just want to see it again. Now I want to see an Iron Man or, or some type of match like that.
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.